we want to be the protection destination where people come to us to seek protection marketing team needs to learn a little bit more tech a little bit more product a little bit more data product teams need to be a bit more open towards understanding marketing requirements absolutely a mix of marketing philosophy with a technology stack and what you do as a strategy and implement it that is what is growth Welcome to one more episode of the State of Retention Marketing Conversation. Today, I have an interesting guest. He spent a lot of time in product ads across various parts of the industry. Now he leads the entire product operation for Aco. Aco is a digital-first insurance company which has had a fairly interesting journey. Now called a unicorn by the standards of the world. So, thank you so much for doing this, Mariraj. Welcome on board. Hi, Ankur. So. Maybe I'll just start with a little bit of introduction about yourself, Mariraj. You've had a fairly interesting journey. Maybe you could uh, just run us through a little bit of that. Uh, I've seen the startup ecosystem in India grow. I mean, from very nascent days, uh, I've seen a lot of evolutions that have happened. I mean, I think evolutions of uh, fintech, e-commerce. I mean, I think now, interestingly, I think you know, fortunate enough, serendipitous enough uh, to be in the insure tech uh, disruption that's happening. Uh, so I've seen uh, like you know, uh, India evolve uh, from its early days and. Uh, quite happy to be seeing uh, those uh, shape up well for india sure so the product had has been a somewhat consistent theme and that's kind of where you've thrived yes i think you know last 10 15 years it's been product i mean i think technology led product led disruptions i mean in different domains i think you know where either something been inefficiently done and i think you know if a product and a technology can make it efficient i think you know i've been in uh, uh, those kind of journeys uh, in in fintech e-commerce Uh, retail uh, like you know uh, mobility shared mobility uh, and now insurance i think uh, and again in all of the themes the connecting thread has been uh, technology i mean i think either uh, technology disruptions or or some way how technology can make the existing processes work better and that can create uh, value for the organizations as well as uh, experience better customer experience for uh, for the end customers so i'm going to pick up two pieces from what you said the whole improvement in customer experience and the disruption that insure tech is bringing in you know, you know if you could help us understand the larger insurance landscape in india a little better and how the disruption is shaping and what are the key things that are changing really in that sense so insurance is a very interesting space right i mean i'd say some way non sexy space uh, you know uh, to to call that because i think you know it is not you you don't buy it for gratification i mean you know i think you might uh, buy something like you know you might buy a, like you know jeans or a cloth or uh, or a toy for your kids uh, or uh, food i mean you know that may be for some gratification that you do insurance interestingly uh, is not for that i mean i think you do to cover your risk and uh, so abhi bhi matlab in india's mind mindset i mean i think you know is do we really really require insurance i mean sure. and and to a great degree in the world that is evolved i mean i think earlier we only used to know about uh, motor insurance uh, or maybe life insurance lic as a i mean that's what i have mm. i mean we would have grown seeing only lic yeah. as a thing what we would have evolved uh but i think you know from an awareness standpoint of uh, how many categories are there in insurance i mean i think there are whole lot of categories i mean you know one by one i think they're they're coming into play uh, of course there have been public sector companies who have uh, been in this uh, space a lot more uh, since like you know i mean you know, early times in india but uh, 
as we uh, as we are now or maybe a decade back i think there are more categories getting insured uh, that is from a domain standpoint i mm-hmm. mean in terms of uh, insurance and and some of the things which are mandatory insurance that one needs to ought to have sure. like you know the, the awareness about that in indians is still not there mm-hmm. like for example you need to have a third party insurance when you drive a vehicle uh while uh, folks here uh, sitting in bangalore we, we may have a better awareness but i think you know if you go to tier 2 tier 3 cities i think you know i'm not sure the awareness would be at sure. the same levels so this uh, whole landscape actually i mean interestingly like fintech how it is governed by rbi similarly this is governed by irdai and i think you know uh they have been doing a like you know great job as a governance platform guidance mm-hmm. platform for for this space and over the last few years i think there's a lot more interesting things happening there to kind of bring awareness bring the guidelines the uh, to bring more people into this mm. spectrum which is something which ought to be there i mean i think uh, people need to have insurance and people need to be aware of uh, what all insurances uh, they can have or they need to have and uh, and what is the best way to have that and last statement of what is the best way to have it uh is what i think you know what we are trying to do in my current organization sure. uh, at ecoware we are a uh, d2c player i mean i think we are taking a different look at it i mean i think the founders of the company had a different view they had a great uh, view of the landscape and mm. i think that they took a view of saying that you know we don't want to sell with uh, feet on the ground but uh, i think you know how technology can uh, how can we use technology to make it a d2c company i think you know, and that's where we take uh, pride in uh saying you know how we can uh acquire customers how we can uh, fulfill their needs as well as i mean in terms of uh, keep the trust sure. uh i think that's that's where we are there at this uh these times as a company as well as the where the landscape overall as an insurance where mm. it is but digital is still overall a small part of the industry in your case it's 100% and you've done pretty well in terms of the scale but a digital as a share of overall business for different insurance companies is probably zero or single digit small percentage yeah. right so that's where when we talk about disruption would you imagine that the entire gen z that's now probably going to buy their insurance for the first time will end up doing it digitally and that's where people like aco will have a natural advantage because you think like a digital native absolutely you're right i mean and that's what uh, we hope to uh, <laughs> we hope to do because uh, i think as you rightly said i think the awareness is not there and the gen z the uh the awareness of technology and the use of technology is uh, much more easier for them so if if we are able to kind of uh, uh get the right awareness get the right tools get get them get ourselves uh, in front of them uh to make them aware and make it easy uh, to kind of understand this space and uh, then actually become a customer for us i think you know that's that's where we thrive on and the other point that you connected was uh, uh lot of uh the major share of the industry is like you know they are not there uh yeah because they have been traditionally it, it is a normal rules of the uh, land right i mean in the sense somebody who has been there i think they have a way of uh, doing i mean i think they have uh, they have agents distributors and the way it works uh and it is far more easier slightly if somebody takes a very different uh, sure. cut at it and start new i think that that's a more efficient way of doing it Yeah well I mean you've been, you've not had to deal with the legacy baggage that might have come along with a larger company tend to go D2C but you know you're a product guy so I would love to look at it from a product lens when somebody uh, interfaces with a brand in the digital first insurance space for the first time 
and he has a certain journey of education, convincing, conversion to a point where he buys maybe his first insurance product. Would you be able to break this journey down for us in terms of what would it look like in the digital first world? I think, you know, the first is, I mean, sure. you know, any company uh, wanting to get in or like, you know, who is there but trying to get, I mean, I think a lot of things has to be making awareness of the company as well as awareness of its products but before that awareness of the industry that's what it is. it's a large problem right? <laughs> exactly right so uh, how we all i mean i think you know i'd say uh, not just as a organization or a product leader but i think you know how as a country i would say i mean i think it's an onus and maybe somewhere it may be in kra or IRDA as well sure. uh, to say that you know how we get the awareness in front of the customers and as a digital company i think we are we are uh, like, you know, slightly better equipped to uh, say that, you know, how we can make them aware. And I mm. think, you know, if you see, uh, there is a lot of earlier, I mean, I think awareness is all about word of mouth. I mean, you know, people having, hey, did you buy insurance? Or or rather, I would say going back my our own, if I have to rewind back our own experiences mm. by, uh, I mean, you know, a decade or so, mm. you would have heard about it because uh, tax season arrived, I think, you know, buy insurance policy or whatever sure. it is. So I think, uh, uh, so we have to come out of that thing to say that hey mm. this is one is mandatory it's good for yourself and your family and third is it's it's i mean no it's not something that uh, you have to be fearful about i think you know it's a cool thing sure so if you look at uh, somebody who's landed on you know an insurance page now he's gotten a certain amount of homework done he's gotten a certain amount of convincing slash cajoling slash threatening done that you need to buy insurance because Things have happened in people's lives. COVID has been around and yep. there has been increased awareness on uh, the fact that people might die sooner than they plan to in a lot of situations. So as a general category, awareness and need, I would imagine there's a degree of acceleration that has happened. But now when somebody is on a certain interface and there are various brands and various companies and various offerings. Now, from within that journey, uh, the whole aspect of building confidence with one brand or one company as the right partner to do this with is where the interface with the brand or the company or the product starts, right? So I would love to just double click on how you think of a perfect product experience from an insurance buyer standpoint once he's on the platform. Sure. There are two things. I will actually stretch your question uh, slightly extended even before coming to the platform sure. and then I will connect it back to coming on the platform, right? So if you look back uh, overall as a uh, like you know steady, I mean, I think I would say a lot of customers uh, who have already have insurances, I think a lot of customers, every time the renewal comes, they switch. Sure. There's a high pro, high high chance that, you know, uh, uh, there is a switch that happens from one policy to other uh, that is there. I think, you know, mm -hmm. so that's a very important thing. And I'll tell you why uh, when I connect to the next point. Second thing is, uh, is the person, uh, so what happens is, I think one is you're, you're, you're looking from an acquisition standpoint from potential customers who are ready to switch. Uh, mm -hmm. They are your acquisition uh, sure. part of it. Second is your retention part of it is like, you know, you, you have your customers. I mean, I think you are engaging with them, but you know the statistics that there is a possibility to switch. Sure. So how do we retain them? Yeah. So these two are the aspects that uh, one needs to be aware of when mm -hmm. we design anything. I mean, I mm -hmm. think any of product, marketing, led, co-led strategies, I think, you know, these are the two important themes. Hmm. Now, uh, coming back to, like, you know, uh, and there is other theme of, like, you know, how, I mean, I think there's nobody who is there, I think, you know, who is first time into the hmm. insurance, I mean, I think you are trying to buy a newer category, I think, you know, then you apply a lens of a slightly hmm. different lens, I mean, I think the messaging that you do, that hmm. Nanju do is uh, hmm. different. Hmm. So, 
now i'll come back to the uh, second part of your question once you are on the platform and and i'm generalizing it as a digital platform uh, not just uh, like you know uh, what we may be doing but i think any as a any player in the digital uh, platform i think you know in this industry trust is a very important lever mm. uh, anybody wanting to buy i think you know what they do if you if we look back at uh, and study their uh, their behavior it is you do some research about their their concerns are more on insurance i'm buying but i am buying it for a risk sure and at the point of risk how how true is the company how trustable is the company i mean i think the trust is a very important factor when a decision is taken mm. so for any company i think you know how you can reemphasize uh, the trust marker i mean i think the trust uh, uh, as a theme in the minds of the customers is a very mm. important thing mm. so the aspects of like you know comes into how how effective you are in terms of uh, that uh, messaging in terms of claim i mean i think how good are your ratios each mm. each companies will have uh, different uh, claim ratios in different categories how you kind of emphasize on that how you kind of play that and and get them to trust you i think as sure. a as a brand as a company and as a thing that you know hey we are there when it is when you are when you are required sure and i think you know and as a digital company i think you know you can uh, powerfully do it more because you are not dependent on uh, other uh, mm-hmm. like you know feet on the street or like you know any other like you know other agents been there i think you know we we can any digital company can have uh, that control with themselves i mean in sure. terms of you you know slightly more about that cohort you slightly know more about uh, the uh, potential customer so i'm just going to try and zoom into the whole user journey really yeah. that okay when somebody is looking to buy insurance if he's a uh, motor insurance as a product a typical entry point might either be on the dealer interface and whatever but we'll zoom into the direct to consumer side of situation so i either have a car or i'm buying a new car i need to add insurance to it so i'm here to now buy insurance yep. i would have compared multiple possible providers i've heard a few things about one particular brand and now i've landed on their page i like what i see in terms of the confidence building measures and now i need to go step further in the whole journey and you know as a product guy you always have funnels right somebody will land here yep. a, a percentage will drop off and then they'll go to the next stage then they'll drop off and next stage and so on and so forth so from a product experience standpoint uh, there are nuances that might be interesting to observe that at this page it's all going to be about trust maybe in in your trust and even uh, trust and information and um, uh, easy availability and access of information about like you know about the product itself i mm-hmm. mean you know because there are uh, like you know even at the court i mean you know, i think if you, since you talked about motor motor itself i mean you know there will be so many things where a normal i mean you know uh, customer who has not got into the nitty gritties will not be aware i mean you know, i think sure. uh, very uh, insurance specific uh, keywords mm-hmm. disclaimers what works the fine print yeah so the fine prints of that and so how you can distill it and that again comes back to the trust i mean you know, i think sure. how easily you are distilling that fine print and saying hey don't don't get bothered by all the like you know tn terms and conditions mm-hmm. which are there with uh, but i mean i think here i mean it's a very simple thing i think you know you go there and we are there to help you so in that journey i mean you know once he has made a, like you know either uh, in any of the funnels right i mean you know, it can be motor it can be health or like you know in other companies it can be different categories what they mm-hmm. offering it's an ability to kind of distill that and make them aware uh, i mean you know not from an awareness of a domain standpoint but awareness of uh, the product itself sure. that you have three four different choices 
then you actually kind of once they are there i think you know then you give the right uh, pricing that is uh, uh, available based on his uh, uh, particular uh, choices and then it's all about i mean i think then the technology takes in in terms of uh, how you can provide a great uh, checkout and uh, payment experience right i think you know uh, yeah so i think that's how i would say i mean you know make them aware come you then activate them nudge them uh, then make them aware what all the plans are there uh, and and before you give a quote i think you know we need to also get information about the person right i mean i think and we have and at least with ourselves i think we make it very easy hmm. so that you know you don't have to have a lot of information with you i think you know very minimal information that can be there you can punch in and we get uh, the quote ready for him and hmm. where he can uh, further uh, take a quick call to actually just go and pay some customers i mean i think uh, as you said they may be drop off they may it's also a decision where it is not like a uh, like you know it's not like a breakfast right i mean you know, that you are having and you are getting uh, your sandwich and you have to do it now i think you know it's people start researching for their insurance maybe 30 days 15 mm-hmm. days and that whole philosophy uh, i mean you know, i think the insurance companies definitely know that better i mean you know, in terms of how um uh, that whole mindset of the customers uh, uh, operates i mean and how you can kind of Uh, start nudging them i mean i think mm. uh, to actually buy so you know we were trying to understand the soul space around funnels that okay somebody who's landed needs to be build confidence with the brand that okay these are the guys who are trustable when it comes to claim settlement they are transparent with respect to how they present information they're not really hiding things behind fine print those are the trust building elements that you might have at a certain stage now somebody has requested a quotation and uh, people might either ask for a phone number at this point or people might just provide a quotation without asking for a phone number and there are different approaches right and as a consumer who's experienced multiple brands multiple journeys i tend to be intrigued about the science behind what is the right approach of doing this in your impression have you uh, understood this to be that okay if i do it this way or this way there's a better answer to the outcome yeah sure so so i think as you rightly said i think you know the uh, what we can describe it as a part of the product funnel right i mean in terms of how we break down somebody has come in i think you know then you need to convert and there is a i mean not drop offs happening at each place i mean how you kind of look at those drop off how you analyze them and how you kind of at that point of intervene so phone number is of course a uh, i mean no great lever because you you can engage with them i mean of course how you engage with them can happen different ways uh and again different companies can do it differently i mean at echo we will be doing it uh, slightly differently in terms of uh, because in this space i think you know you need to be because uh, it's such a i mean you know there may be at a point where uh, the customer may not be aware and he needs help and what we typically call he needs assistance digital mm-hmm. assistance to uh, about uh, the policy itself about the terms and conditions uh, what may be right and uh, for him or for his family so uh, availability of the phone number as you rightly said is is a great lever and how we we do it in, in terms of if if there is one one flow which is there i mean i think they come to the court they like you know spend some time and after that i think you know they go and pay and i mean i think uh, mm-hmm. get the policy of course right now in the last uh, few months i mean i think they do, they need to do a kyc as well which is a sure. guideline which is a mandated uh, guideline mm-hmm. but that's the straight through flow Uh, apart from that i think a lot of guys i think you know they will take a quote then they will kind of you know drop off sure. uh, so at that point of time, uh, having a phone number i think you know we we use the phone number to kind of uh, provide assistance and that assistance there is again a way how you can provide assistance is like you know we we do both uh, calling 
calling can be a great uh, lever to engage with the customers and of course the whole messaging channel i mean i think uh, you will you will have all the digital messaging channels email mm-hmm. sms and now i think you know uh, whatsapp so it's a interplay of both i mean you know uh, voice uh, i mean which is calling as well as uh, messaging essentially it can be any channel but i think you know how you do it very uh efficiently um and uh, in a manner what is required for the customer mm. based on what understanding what we have so sure. far so i think that's the art of uh, how you kind of uh, like you know use that uh, information that is available to kind of carve out and nudge fair so this would you know head us into the realm of marketing in some yeah, sense because a lot of this has to be orchestrated from a marketing lens as well and you did uh, mention about the whole uh, growth play being the interplay between product and marketing i would love to describe uh, that a little bit in terms of how this interplay should be ideally set up so uh, this whole growth uh, uh, growth stack or growth uh, structure itself is a slightly i would say it has come out in the newer world i think yeah. you know earlier uh, it used to be a slightly more i mean and especially to do more to do with the d2c b2c kind mm-hmm. of domains because there is a lot more that can be done using philosophies of marketing but using uh, technology right Absolutely. i think and that's what is the lever i would say for growth i mean anything that uses a mixer a mix of marketing philosophy with a technology stack and what you do as a strategy and implement it that is what is growth uh, i would say uh, growth per se hmm. and in some ways again different companies will do it differently uh, but in my own sense i mean i think of what i've seen what works i think it it should be a very collaborated play between a uh, product and technology uh, teams to mm. use marketing lens for everything right i mean i think right from, and again i go back again right from awareness building to acquisition to activation to conversions mm. and each of these have an angle of uh, growth uh, element to it either for acquisition or for renewals in our case or retention in in your world overall sure. uh, super set retention yeah. is a yeah. uh, super set so uh, i would say the uh, in my own lens i think you know it's a collaborated uh, strategy that you work with the marketing teams and say that hey our product funnels are this i mean you know, these are the availabilities uh i mean no from a stack standpoint what is mm-hmm. available mm-hmm. now i mean no and you actually work with with the marketing teams uh, objectives of what they want to do as well i mean i sure. think either it could be like you know on from a top i mean i think it could be brand marketing to bring awareness secondly it could be performance marketing uh, mm-hmm. it could be like you know uh, pure from an acquisition standpoint from a uh, pure play organic growth i mean i think there are technology interventions and all that so uh, in my way, in my own experience i think the the best of the success comes from how you work together as a team i mean i think loosely i would say a growth uh, growth pod if i have to call it uh, that that is a uh, that is a way where you you work together uh, to make that happen mm-hmm. uh, alone in its silos in my own, my own sense i think you know if you're if you're not collaborating i think you know it will be a very heavy technology view or a heavy marketing view and i have seen uh, in the past where i think either one can actually lead to slightly uh, inefficient uh, like an you know, outcomes so uh, that's what i would say i think you know what has worked even for us i think you know we 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 do work with uh, uh, very good cadence with the marketing teams understand mm. their annual roadmaps goals what they want to do i mean in terms of all the again all the funnels 
right from acquisition mm-hmm. to conversions mm-hmm. and uh, targeting uh, or or in terms of uh, the whole segmentation and all that sure so in effect what we're saying is the marketing team needs to learn a little bit more tech a little bit more product a little bit more data product teams need to be a bit more open towards understanding marketing requirements absolutely what tends to typically happen is product ends up being the gateway to technology and content which means marketing would have to write tickets of requirements and then this would come to product and technology to implement so this is more of a one way dependency play that okay we need this from technology yeah. and hence we ask this of you but uh, in the queue uh, that the product team has there are asked from all sorts yeah, of teams right absolutely. there's going to be from operations from supply chain perhaps from your uh, customer support all sorts of asking getting consolidated and which is where marketing tends to be one of the five items in the queue and that tends to always struggle for attention in some sense so in your impression now that you kind of built and running a growth function uh, in some sense and there is a deeper let's say interplay or interaction with marketing and there's a certain level of prioritization that you're allocating towards that because you appreciate their value to the whole conversion yeah. right so how does uh, this get designed is this something which is like pushed from the top at the organization level is this more around education on both sides and a uh, active acknowledgement that we are mutually dependent because in general at least across a lot of situations we see marketing thought don't seem like best friends <laughs> exactly so so i think you know the the right way of doing it is i mean i think if you're if you're having a overall you know the overall for both business marketing and product there's a overall goal that you know you mm. need to uh, get more revenue if that metric is there mm. after that you basically work and again in in the scope of our discussion right i mean how this whole growth itself as a platform or in our world we call it as a growth platform mm. i think you know how that growth platform is one thing and mm. that growth platform is i mean you know there will be product guys as well as marketing guys and they will have shared uh, goals and goals to make. the same manager as well Yes, I mean, I think you know. In, in some sense, I think you know the same uh, KPIs, the same end goals, the exactly. same OKRs, so to speak. Yeah. So your see, managers and leaders can be different, but if you have the same goals and if you work on a uh, common shared metrics, I think it works. I mean, mm. I think uh, it is tough to set that cadence, mm. but once that cadence is right, and if the mind share is right, I think you know you don't see them as com- I mean you know rather request response kind of a again that thing. If you don't, if you come out of that mindset. if you have common reviews right mm. like for example i mean when saying hey everything is there and then you are uh, saying you know fine end goals but i think you know the responsibilities of what somebody is doing in marketing what is somebody is doing it as a product manager from uh, what needs to be done together they work and make that happen and have the shared goals i think you know it's a much more doable thing because you are not then you are not kind of you know uh, been asked for hey i did this and it was there pushed to them they didn't prioritize it or whatever it is so in some sense value as this is a uh, obvious to you in because of a certain level of experience you now have even yeah. you've seen the lopsided equation where exactly, this yeah. equation versus this equation what kind of outcomes does it have for the business and there is lack of efficiency so to speak or there's probably a lot of deadlocks and lack of progress as well so uh, from an org design perspective what i hear you say is the guy who's leading the play will have to make sure that the marketing and the product team collaborate fairly deeply to the extent of having shared reviews and shared kpis without which this is going to be a hard journey to cross hard journey and slightly inefficient and i think you know again uh, the uh, we should not have the blame loops i mean i think and that is where i think you know new age companies new age startups uh, i would say why they are successful is i think you know you are trying to finally you are trying to make things efficient hmm. whatever has not worked earlier you are trying to make it efficient see hmm. and and from a very high level i am saying again this is uh this is an uh, i mean no efficiency building loop 
or breaking the inefficiency loop. Sure. Uh, I think that's how I would see. So, fair. Now, you know, if you were to zoom in and kind of dissect a little bit on how these KPIs would look and for a larger business in the insurance industry, uh, you get customers from multiple sources, right? Somebody would have entered the game through a car insurance product or a bike insurance product or a travel insurance product. And now you have a diverse set of customers who've been acquired. Some of them have multi-renewed, I would say, premium payment cycles and so on. So there's a certain automation that has to be built in there. But let's look at the entire cross-sell play, which can be very meaningful because given the nature of competition, I would imagine the customer acquisition cost is only going to remain higher and higher. And for some of these smaller ticket items like travel, maybe one time for a car, the premium is not an insane three-digit number. It's a two-digit thousand value prop, right? So it's not like you have a lot of margin to make on this uh, business, which means the CAC would have to be controlled in a certain fashion, or you'll have to orchestrate a lot of cross-sells and upsells to make sure that this guy's relationship deepens with your business. So how do you look at this lens on... uh, you know, in, in the banking world, I know there are category teams which have their own KPIs to expand customer relationship. Somebody would want to sell him a home loan. Somebody would want to sell him a credit card. Somebody would want to give him a personal loan and so on. And they don't necessarily talk to each other very, very efficiently because that's how the organization has been designed so far. Uh, the customer relationship is not a single relationship. He has multiple touch points within the bank. It's changing and new banks are trying to do a better job with this. In the insurance world, uh, I would imagine you currently have four products and you might be adding more. You spoke about adding light potentially. So how does this interplay of setting a customer relationship to on an expansion path? How does this look? Sure, a very interesting problem. I think as you rightly said, uh, I think, you know, traditional companies, I think, you know, they will have a challenge because I think, you know, each has its own function. I think, you know, they are running their category. They are running their own, what we call... Uh, digital transformation IT teams. I mean, I think in the in their worlds, right? I yeah. think you know they, their technology teams are seen as IT teams. Uh, but I think that is where an advantage for uh, a newer age company who is trying to disrupt is. Mm. I think you know you have common systems, and I think you know uh, and and I- I- even in in my current charter, I think I lead the whole uh, central platforms and products, which the whole objective is, I mean, I think whatever could be centralized, I think, you know, is what we take care from a technology and product standpoint. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you know, you have the same CRM system. I think, you know, that, that can run across all categories. Uh, you have the whole growth stack that can be the same, uh, instrumentation that is there that can be the same. You can have the same, uh, like, you know, platforms for promotions, for campaigns and all that. I mean, I think that can remain same. Mm-hmm. And once you have that, I think, you know, the aspects that you talked about, right? I mean, I think typically uh, you, you talked about cross-selling and upselling. So, where, where, while it is challenging for legacy companies, I think, you know, because the information is not available, even if the information is available, it is slow. I mean, you know, how you move from one to another and then there are no easy ways to kind of uh, mm. mine that. Mm. Uh, in our old, uh, in our uh, worlds, I think, you know, when you have common systems, I think, you know, you can uh, and uh, like, you know, we, we have an ability or we should uh, uh, kind of, you know, take advantage of that ability to understand a customer who comes from one funnel. But he can be a potential customer for, uh, like, you know, uh, for our other category. Sure. Like, for instance, I mean, I think um, uh, in Echo's journey, I think, you know, our one of our first products, I mean, you know, claim to fame success was the whole uh, Shasha insurance for uh, travel. Sure. I mean, you know, I think where uh, we disrupted the whole uh, that uh, ride insurance, I mean, mm-hmm. which is a specific time insurance. I think, you know, uh, the company took uh, a lot of... Uh, Pride, I mean, it takes a lot of pride mm-hmm. in, I mean, mm-hmm. I think, uh, disrupting that space, which which was a travel-led innovation uh, that led to, 
lot of customers right i mean yeah. i think and how you can now potentially kind of use that to uh, sell either a health hmm. uh, health insurance or or motor insurance or whatever hmm. and uh, few things again technology led interventions that can help uh, for any company i mean i think hmm. including us is how you can um, have the customer profiles i mean customer information available and uh, how you can use that for cross selling you, you you know about the customer you know about the demographics and how you can kind of at the points of time he's been a like for example he's been a motor customer hmm. you you are doing the normal things of uh, like you know maybe retention marketing and sure. activation and conversion from him every year but but i think you know we will have an ability to say that hey i think you know we have launched a new retail health uh, plan and it, it may be applicable for you and hmm. i think you know so i think you know we can use all the digital channels to kind of uh, bring him make him aware make him go through those funnels so technology plays a, as you rightly said i mean technology plays a very important role i mean i think slightly getting into technology platforms per se i think you know the aspects about uh, cdp and uh, how much you know about the customer uh, information hmm. and uh, uh, what tools that you have to kind of uh, you are able to kind of nudge him or be in touch with him i think they they are a very important lever uh, which is an advantage to a new age company i mean you would take it for granted because when you started this kind of play you had a underlying consolidated data system hopefully the the layers on top to make sense of that data as well as to start using data for user communication now from a org perspective you have a certain growth team whose charter is to drive new acquisition perhaps as well as to expand relationships where you been able to acquire customers and in a multi product scenario the user journeys from where they enter to where they end up at the end of one year could be multiple you might have started from travel and now you have a car insurance you might have started from car and yeah. now you have a, a travel insurance or not travel but maybe a life insurance. travel mostly because travel we travel based <laughs> so it's a small ticket which is why i don't yeah. think of it as a life cycle item i think of it as a need based uh, opportunistic outcome but from a relationship expansion point of view travel might be a great source of new customers yeah. so let's try to understand this from a team or kpi design uh, how do you look at customer life cycles because what i heard from banks is the customer life cycle is not uh, owned by one team it's owned by multiple components so everybody trying to pull in their vision in your world are there going to be category teams who will try and do their part that okay my job is to only sell motor insurance and i will find every customer which is new or existing and i'm going to try and sell them motor insurance which is one way of doing things or there's a different way wherein you say that okay i'm going to look at this cohort of customers that have been acquired over the next 12 months i need to make sure that these have bought at least one more product from us whatever that product is so what is that framework uh, in your impression which is the right way to go about this sure so i think you know again uh, i mean that is how the traditional companies mm. would work because of i mean you know how they that's are, a legacy in their legacy i think the newer newer age companies will have i mean as i mentioned i think you know uh, access to information and mm. ability, ability to infer and synthesize that information so the right way of looking at it is any one organization both the organization like you know for example if you say uh like you know there is a category teams i mean what you mentioned i mean i think that there may be category teams for different categories right like mm. motor uh, health i mean or take examples of motor health or travel now i think the right way of looking at it is there is a uh, kpi not just in one it is in both so one is trying to say that hey how much of uh, like you know your your customer base how you are trying to make them aware of a new category mm. and then and the kpi in the other 
category is how much i am able to cross sell uh, from a different category he's not sure. been a like for example he may not be a health customer hmm. but i mean you know he may be a travel customer sure. and like you know he has been he, he has traveled he has used our travel insurance hmm. hmm. he is there now uh, when we are trying to come up with a new plan then how you are making them aware through a kpa that and and in fact the way i would say the right way to design it is in your overall uh, uh oral plan cross sell itself can be one of the segments right sure. i mean that i want to say x percent from cross sell yeah. because that's i mean you know, i think once you have that element and if that kicks in i think you know that that's a like you know your cost uh, for acquisition is much lower than compared sure. to your other things right so the right way for a de- from a design standpoint is i think how you can structure it in all the categories and as a part mm-hmm. of that that you know it, it may be a like you know a revenue yielded to a different category but i think you know it's a onus for you to also this uh, team to say that hey uh, how it how that information of an existing customer is made available to a new category and it is what i would say is a uh, advantage for a tech player hmm. technology led player uh, or a insure tech company to say that you know how you are able to kind of move them across uh i mean you're getting more share of the wallet uh, of the customer uh, over a period of time so there is people who would be switching out of different categories and then coming and centralizing all their insurance with one company maybe because i might have taken health from somebody else but now it's time for a new one i'll bring that relationship back to this company because i've had a great experience absolutely i think and in fact that is what i think you know companies like us uh, should try one right? i mean yeah. i think because i think that's what we would want to do that and in fact i think you know our uh, our uh, uh, like you know statement to say that you know we we say that you know we want to be the protection destination mm. and what you exactly paraphrased it is what we want to do is like you know we want to be the protection destination where people come to us to seek protection sure. and protection can be from anything right yeah. i mean you know from your mobile f- uh, phone screen cracking mm. you want a protection there or for your health uh, like you know uh emergency that may happen or a accident that may happen while driving uh, to the office in silk board traffic <laughs> in bangalore uh so so i think you know we what you actually said is what we uh, any company for that matter i think you know sure. uh, so you know i would uh, then zoom in a little bit on the part around how does the customer relationship manage after the insurance being bought i'm hopefully not going to ever need to use it uh, but yeah. the fact that i have it if i have a reasonably frequent reminder that it's there is a certain set of security and comfort and the that brand salience kind of continues in the game uh and are there touch points in the customer's life cycle across different stages wherein you find opportunities to give him that comfort and find that window that if it only needs something uh from the company like you know in case of travel before i fly after i land before i travel back whatever there are pieces of information that might be handy for me so from a let's say user engagement standpoint are these topics that come on your radar and you kind of address them from some sort of a communication or engagement piece absolutely i think you know in fact uh, you have actually slightly shifted uh, your uh, thinking from a growth thinking to a customer experience thinking which is direct uh, to growth right? which is directly to growth uh, yeah. but i think you know in our world some I mean, you know i think uh, mm. the way we think at mm. think is one is growth is continuously getting new growth i mean Absolutely. all the new customization new customers uh, retention and all that and second is how you engage them so that mm. part of the growth funnel which is yeah. engagement is what we i mean and what you touched upon is like you know in, in the insurance world that is a claim mm. experience i think sure. you know so uh, and how you engage them is a break it into two things yeah. uh, so of course there is a non claim journey as well because sure. I, 
do I have an app on your on my phone from Echo ever? Yeah. Do you have like those exactly. roadside assistance kind of things? Those are all the not necessarily. No, you not have claimed, but you are aware of those. Those yes. uh, experiences which are not claimed led, but still experiences from exactly. a brand point of view. Exactly. That's one side of it. Then then there's a claim experience. Exactly. Yeah. So I would love to delve into both of these. So I'll actually extend that thought in terms yeah. of I'll take the engagement lever. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I will uh, take the engagement lever and the engagement uh, for any customer. I mean, I think will dwell on too many things, right? I mean, I, in the sense, uh, one is like you know, how do you? En- so interestingly. Unlike a lot of uh, other companies, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, commerce, e-commerce, food delivery, and all that, they are very frequency touch point. I mean, sure. no frequent touch points. I mean, no, you'll you'll probably buy a new, you have a uh, navy blue shirt, you'll want a black shirt next month. I think you know, uh, but insurance, I mean, I think is a one year. I mean, I think you need to, your if you buy an annual plan, I think you know you'll you'll have to do it. Only the next time. Sure. So for 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 an insurance company, it's very important to also. I mean, I think we we have very few touch points where you can engage them. Hmm. And how to how do we make it more interesting to we keep them engaged? Is one the levers of what all new plans that you have? How to make hmm. them uh, hmm. aware? Second is I mean, I think the normal insurance uh, awareness that's happening. And third is I mean, I think we I mean, you know, we we should be also on the constant lookout for providing anything associated in our world. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it is not your. It's not a pure sell. Sure. But you are helping them. Like for example, I mean, I think we launched a uh, feature and that, that got a very interesting adoption in uh, our app is the mm-hmm. uh, Chalan feature, what we call. It. Okay. So uh, uh, and I think you know we, we you know we launched it a few months and we saw very interesting adoptions where a uh, lot of people were not aware that they are driving and they have Chalans. Okay, and we made it very uh, simple to say that hey, I mean, no, you you are driving across Bangalore or or any other city, and you have chalans which you are not aware, and mm-hmm. we have given a feature where uh, it is not an insurance cell, but you can just punch in your uh, registration number, and uh, you can get the pending chalans. This and is from the traffic department or something. Yeah, so so I think you know, uh, so that was a it was not a selling. Uh, funnel. It's a right. it's an engagement funnel, and I think you know we uh, we kind of provided that great adoptions uh, that happened, and now uh, the engagement. And, and since I'm talking about engagement, I think you now how you can look at peripheral things of engagement which are not led to pure selling, and that can be a great way to kind of. In fact, you can get a lot of. Uh, I mean, you know, who are not actually customers. It it can add to your top of the funnel. I mean, I think sure. at some point of time, I mean, uh, like for example, I mean, I think I will once I have uh, the chalans. I mean, he he wants to keep coming back, and we hope that he wants to keep coming back and checking, yeah. uh, especially in Bangalore traffic. I think you know you never know where when you got a chalan. Sure. <laughs> so that's a very interesting one because to me, an insurance company only remembers me when it's time for renewal. Exactly. And now suddenly you're doing things for me where my renewal is still nine months away. Yeah, and that's a great example. So thank you for bringing it up. But is this some on? It seems it seems like something which is on your conscious radar to engage with a customer even before his renewal is due. Yeah. So what might be some other ideas in your impression across different uh, industries or rather different product categories wherein you look at these innovative ways of keeping the customer in the conversation? I remember there was uh, some of this roadside assistance kind of things we were brought in for car transports. Yeah. I don't know some directory of tire services, some directory of punch service providers, blah blah. But is there more that you thinking in that direction, and what could those be? Yeah. So uh, any of these, right? I mean, using the engagement lever, which is something which is uh, uh, outside the pure purview of uh, selling, but is useful to a customer, right? Mm-hmm. I think you know if you can take that view and uh, uh, build a uh, 
hypothesis around that i think you know uh, you you mentioned roadside assistance and if you can bundle up something to say that we are like you know we are partnered with so many companies i mean making your uh, roadside assistance easier i think that's another parallel service right uh similarly maybe in health i think you know uh, providing information about like you know your nearest hospitals hmm. which is a peripheral thing but i think you know you might want to kind of look at them and uh, uh they, they i mean you know, we'll we'll be kind of nudging them to kind of keep them aware that you know you're not just coming them coming to us every year but i think you know you're you're having some hack uh, into our system where they want to come back and talk to us So, in some sense, would you be able to confidently say now that the adoption of your Chalan feature would have a direct correlation with the renewal rates? Because if this guy is going to go away from Aqua to another company, he might not have the Chalan component anymore, and he'll miss it, so he'll not switch. Exactly. So, unless there's a big price differential. Yeah. So, in fact, I would say that, uh, uh, like you know, and again, these are all like you know, uh, experiments that one hypothesis can do. Hypo- you do hypothesis. We were not sure when we started, mm-hmm. like you know, how uh, how it will be adopted. uh and uh, we had some interesting experiences and then we saw that it was a great adoption mm. so uh, the way we would look at is not just renewal i mean i think what i'm saying is it may be a top of the funnel addition itself sure because he may be a like you know customer who just became aware but he saw he got hooked to a some engagement sure. lever mm. through which he's i mean you know he has downloaded the app and yeah. uh, he's there with us and uh, as a part of his uh, frequency and cadence he comes back and checks every two months or once a month he comes and checks but he is in, indeed coming and checking and at some point in his journey i think you know your renewals would be there i mean either he may want a health insurance or he has bought an iphone he may want an insurance or uh, he may want a, he has bought a new car that he wants an insurance for so we would like us to be the first persons whom he wants to check because he already we are already there uh, i mean you know in his mindset sure so let me now jump to the third part which is a very small let's say part of the puzzle from a numeric point of view but a critical part nonetheless the whole claim business so from a user experience or going through a claim and i've seen some great testimonies on the platform where it's been an extremely smooth experience for people i would imagine this has been a very consciously designed effort so i'd love to delve a little deep into in your experience or understanding what is a great design of a claim process yeah so it's a very important function i would say i mean you know uh, because again i think you know we are not selling gratification right here we are not selling a uh, physical product or whatever you are you are actually protecting a risk and that mm-hmm. is what is your product and if if the emphasis would be on kind of saying that you know hey when you require assistance from us we are there to fulfill that sure and uh, if we are able to kind of emphasize that and get that trust from the customer uh i think that that is the first part of the uh, mm. puzzle and second when when such an event happens how you can make it smooth sure and when you break that i think you know in any uh, in any insurance world i think you know the whole like you know claim claim uh, process itself if you look at it i mean i think it happens where it is it is not a planned event right i mean you don't want to be <laughs> claiming it <laughs> happens uh, you don't want that thing to happen but it has happened mm-hmm. so it's completely unplanned you are not ready for uh, what you should do second is it is uh, some way like you know emergency uh, customer is hysterical he doesn't know i mean you know he's not able to a very sane customer but at the point when something is been claimed he is not in the best think uh, best time Straight to think and uh, mm-hmm. in his mind to look at what all things to be hap- i mean sure. you know happening so how you can make that uh, like you know wearing uh, the customer's hat at that point of time mm. and designing something mm. to say that you know uh, we are there when you 
when you require help and how mm. will how will we make it easier for you sure right i mean no, i think uh, and if you can like you know do that aspect right i mean like for example your i'll i'll just give an example of if you're i mean you know, if you have taken a health insurance and if somebody is claiming the the person who is i mean you know your policy may be mine but i mean i think i am in the hospital bedridden i mm. think you know and i may not be able to do everything sure. how you can make it easier for a family member to put that claim across okay uh, or the levers of like you know typical insurance right and you would have faced it as well as uh, if you go to a hospital and i mean i think the whole nine yards of i mean you know uh, providing so much of information paperwork i mean you know that approval Mm-hmm. uh i mean uh, approval from a uh, tpa and so all that in my view i think you know even before i landed up here in the insurtech space i think that was a very uh, frustrating element i mean i think uh, that something uh, at least uh, being in the technology world you would you would think that why it is been done so inefficiently i mean you know there's sure. the same information information is available but it is the same i mean i think mm-hmm. you are doing it very very inefficiently so how you can take those levers i mean at that whole uh, times where like you know using technology how i mean you can say that hey we are there it is very fast anybody can use it uh, i mean i think like for example in a motor claim i mean if if we have done a claim incidentally i think you know i i had a small claim myself for my car a few months back <laughs> so the first hand user experience yeah so first hand user experience and you're an eco customer i presume yes absolutely <laughs> right so pr- proud eco customer right so right. so i think you know it could uh, it was like uh, you can uh, i mean apart from like you know uh, designing and implementing those but i think you know as even for any other customer i think mm. you know, it was it would have been just like you know you you meet with an accident and immediately i think you know you take pictures of the claim and then the policy is already there and then just uploading it and your uh, it is already all through the app hmm. i mean i think it, we we want to direct it where there is no involvement immediately in terms of uh, hmm. anybody like you know in a traditional company it would be like you know you would call you would wait for somebody they will come they will like you know take three, two days to register then they'll have the paperwork So I mean I've seen those that world as well I mean this is still 95% of that world right Yes so and and, and <laughs> the exciting part is I think you know how that 95% can be uh, a better world uh, that we can make out of right which is the customer experience improvement opportunity yeah. available to digital first player Yeah so so I think you know the the whole thing about uh, registering claim I mean I mean, I mean talking slightly domain sure. insurance domain I mean registering yeah, yeah. a claim then uh, after the claim or whatever like for example in the instance where i mean in a hospital it is all about making the hospital experience mm. uh, better or in a motor case how you are mm. uh, uh, if 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 it if it needs intervention how you can keep them informed i mean mm. you know, in terms of statuses uh, constantly it is there i mean you know, this, i mean you know, you are running through 10 steps and how mm. you are each step you are keeping them aware because anxiety management at that point for the customer is very important absolutely so how you can do that and again as a technology company i think you know we can do that much more meaningfully we have the uh, i mean you know tool sets to do it in the right manner uh, i mean you know and then of course i mean i think uh, the actual claim itself i mean mm-hmm. i think and when it talks when we talk about claim again i think you know you need not i mean in the earlier world it was like you know everything happens then after one month i mean you know there is a check been given then you deposit a check so i think sure. we are out of that world right i mean mm-hmm. i think fintech has emerged uh, i mean you know there are so many new things that are happening in the banking payments world mm-hmm. so like you know you you take advantage of all of that where 
everything is seamless everything is digital hmm. you are registered a claim uh, i mean you know the 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 claim is sorted your equipment i mean you know your uh, asset is rectified then uh, i mean i think you can either at least in our case i mean i think you can get paid yourself or it is directly paid uh, to the workshop or whatever all is everything is happening digitally on the app itself yeah and the customers extremely well informed throughout the various stages of whatever is going on yeah to to manage his anxiety and saying yeah. that you know here i think you know and and remaining true to our philosophy of saying that you know please trust us and i think you know these are the ways of how you can reemphasize that trust you know what would be very intriguing for me to know is somebody who's gone through your claim experience would ideally have a much better renewal rate because this experience is way absolute more efficient compared to what he would have gone through with another insurer very true i think you know uh, because i think you know it it built multiple it, it reemphasizes the whole thing right i mean mm-hmm. i think uh, one is it's not just what you're saying is uh, saying is one thing but you are actually proof of the pudding is when you have actually made that happen mm-hmm. and when that happens i think you know uh, and again statistics will say that i think you know they will remain uh, like you know not only for that category but they will come for other categories which is where you become the protection destination yes. for the customer. Yes. So well, it's been a very interesting conversation Variraj and I have now learned a bunch of more nuances about the insurance industry and how technology can actually simplify customer experiences not just in the trust building stage but also in the claim processing stage which can be a big source of anxiety for people given the nature of emergencies but uh, you've done a fairly interesting job of really doing a great job on uh, pinpointing those pieces right. So you know now you're leading growth as a charter and I would love to just have a fairly macro level view on how the agenda for growth looks like for aqua now what are the different building blocks maybe more categories maybe more products maybe more uh, ways of engaging with customers what's your top of the mind so interestingly like you know i'll touch upon like you know historically how how we have grown and like you know where we are currently and i think you know moving ahead as well i think you know what our levers are going to be so uh, historically i think we we started with auto i think you know motor insurance uh, which contributes a significant uh, more than 50% of our uh, like you know top line uh, and it continues to be a uh, like you know a very uh, large business for us different categories coming in in terms of cars bikes and again i mean that that funnel itself there are different set of customers right like for example car customers can be first time car buyers new new cars fresh cars then there are bike who uh, bike insurance customers who have a different uh, behavior and all that so i think that's mm-hmm. one category one large category health uh, is another uh, category that in the last one one and a half years i think you know we have grown and uh, there will be a lot of emphasis that we want to kind of work on this phase to again uh, starting uh, with uh, by taking our learnings of how like you know what we have taken uh, motor insurance from a learning from that angle but to a different category again they are very two different categories two different uh, uh, i mean i would say uh, each category has its own selling cycle marketing is different selling is different how a customer looks at at the time of buying is very different the strategies may be different so but but uh, i think you know uh, we have already started kick started that um so that that last one and a half years that's what we are trying to and that will hopefully grow and uh, the third is what we call uh, embedded insurance i mean i think and and we touched upon in our discussion i think you know we were one of the first players to innovate on um, uh, on the sasha insurance on travel sure. for the for the like you know the small rides that you have uh, on a day to day basis you did not notice this uh, when you were riding in ola we were actually getting a 
tick box to say that I want to enjoy yes. this right for yes. one rupee. Yes. Quite an innovative way of uh, expanding the universe of what insurance coverage could do, right? Absolutely. And and that was, I mean, I think it's a uh, interesting trivia for the company as well as for me. I mean, I was not there, but uh, I think, you know, it's a, it's the right uh, super way of how that one rupee insurance uh, was created. I mean, and in fact, I think, you know, that catapulted us to kind of say that, okay, hey, very quickly we can use technology to build newer innovative insurances. Sure. And I think, you know, that continues to be uh, the embedded insurance. I mean, you know, that mm. continues to be a lever where we want to look, I mean, overall as a category, I mean, I think there may be different things in that category. We already offer insurances for uh, screen damage for your uh, mobile phones. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's again, an, I mean, each each person having a new phone, uh, you want that uh, safety net. Mm. So, so all that comes under that interesting mode where you uh, like, you know, partner with some, uh, uh, for some need, uh, you know, which is a slightly innovative need, which is not a traditional need. Uh, things like this, maybe for travel, for these uh, small micro insurance packages and all that. And uh, interestingly, in the last uh, couple of months, I think, you know, uh, uh, we have we have received a license for launching Life. And okay. that's a that's a great, uh, I would say, uh, another big category. It's biggest pie. Yeah, biggest, yeah, big, right? biggest pie, I think, you mm. know, to... Look, so very, very early days uh, on that front, I think, you know, but but hopefully we should be able to use a lot of our learnings uh, to kind of uh, get into that space. Mm. Um, a very different space again, it's a, uh, but yeah, I think we'll be using those learnings. And again, the themes that we talked about, right? I mean, I think it's a production destination when it means, I mean, all these themes will be production des- destinations uh, per se when we are talking about it. So the art uh, and the science uh, and technology of which would be to see that, you know, how we can offer customers uh, that trust and then move from one category to another category. I mean, if he's a, he's coming from the uh, motor funnel, I think, you know, we, we should be able to sell other categories and keep them engaged, keep them uh, protected for all, all these themes and how we do it efficiently and how we are there when, uh, when the customers require us uh, in the most efficient manner uh, using technology as a lever is what is uh, our uh, like you know uh, strength I would say awesome so well on that note I do wish more insurance companies would think like ACO and really get inspired on leveraging technology and data to interplay between marketing and product teams and to also make sure the customer experience throughout the journey not just buying not just claims but the entire relationship is actually smooth all the best with uh, trying to be the protection destination Thank you so much for doing this, Variraj. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Ankur. Pleasure talking. Same here. So that was an interesting conversation with uh, Vadiraj. He prefers to be called Vadi, so that's interesting. And uh, a few things that I really, really uh, enjoyed about this and the few insights that came out well. The first part was the clear interplay between product and marketing teams. Now, these are not teams that necessarily have a very straightforward way of collaborating. They don't necessarily see eye to eye with each other. But the fact of today, if you want to drive growth, is these teams will have to collaborate extremely closely. The second part of the conversation where for an insurance company, normally I would have imagined them to get involved with me when I have bought insurance and when it's time to renew. And they've actually found a whole bunch of ways of engaging with the customer in between this journey. To me, that's an extremely powerful way of making sure the renewal rates are going to be higher because if you're going to only remember me at the end of the year, I probably have found somebody else as well. So third part of the whole process where I found the attention to detail fairly fascinating and the fact that it's a digital first play was the amount of attention to claim processing. Now, the customer is anxious, he has had a hard situation, maybe an accident, maybe a health situation. At that moment, if your experience is smooth, 
and you're able to do a good job with making sure the customer has all the right information at the right time, is getting timely alerts and updates, that can be a very, very impactful thing in terms of how the customer perceives your brand and how he renews with you. So, well, here's wishing Vadi the best with making sure he becomes a protection destination for all things insurance. Thank you so much.